Welcome to the Filmed Live Musicals Podcast, a podcast about stage musicals that have been legally filmed and publicly distributed. The Filmed Live Musicals website contains information on nearly 200 musicals that have been captured live. Check it out at filmedlivemusicals.com. And now, on with the show. Welcome to this week's episode of Filmed Live Musicals, the podcast. Our guest this week is Carolyn Friedman, the founder of new streaming platform Scene Saver. Welcome to the podcast, Carolyn. Thank you. It's lovely to be here. It's, it's so lovely to have you here. So can you tell us a bit about why you started Scene Saver? Well, I started Scene Saver for quite a few reasons. It was before lockdown. It was last year. And I just felt that every time I went to the theatre, to these tiny theatres, London has a hundred or 100 plus, I would go there, come out, and then I would ring up people, friends of mine who are family who couldn't get there to tell them about the show. And I thought, this isn't right. And why can't they get to see it somehow, but they couldn't climb a rickety staircase or go down into a cellar. Maybe they couldn't sit for 90 minutes on an uncomfortable bench. It wasn't possible for them to go, yet they couldn't see it. And the other thing that struck me was that there were all these wonderful, talented performers absolutely acting their hearts out. And at the end of the run, it all just disappeared. Nothing was left. And for many of these performers, they were going back to doing jobs, working in shops and just doing anything to make a bit of money because no one was re-employing them. And it just didn't seem right. Why wasn't there someone who was showcasing the work so that people who couldn't get out there, not just because of disability, it could be child commitments, money, you can't afford to go, geography, if you're living somewhere miles away from the theatre, how do you get there? Loads of reasons, work commitments, that didn't seem fair. It didn't seem fair that there was no one showcasing the work. And also I felt that these little theatres were so amazing, but I was lucky because I knew how to find them where they were and could go to see the performances. And thinking about it, I realised it had to be a way, just as Netflix showed all of the movies, we could show performance and get it out to new audiences. So that was the idea. It's such a wonderful idea because it's true. As, as someone that wants to see every single show in, in existence, it's uh, physically impossible because there's just a, a supreme wealth of shows out there, but also accessible issues for people that may not be able to physically, whether uh, because of physical disability or distance, get into mm. a theatre. It's such a wonderful way that the internet and streaming shows online is such a wonderful way to give access to those people. It's very important. And I did find there was a certain snobbery last year. People were saying things like, oh, you don't get it. Theatre has to be live. And, you know, I do get it. But this is really the next best thing. And also, if and I know when I've travelled, I will see wonderful shows, but then I'm missing the things back in the UK. And also, I think that if you live out in the country and you can't access these shows, the only theatre you're seeing is perhaps amateur dramatic, uh, just something at a local hall, or maybe you go to a big town and they're just putting on crowd pleasers to make money. And I also found that a lot of people said to me, theatre, oh, you mean Shakespeare? 
And I said, no, it's nothing like Shakespeare. It's completely different. And it's relevant, it's vibrant, and it's addressing issues because theatre is not just about entertainment. There are mental health things. It's about giving a voice and also making people think. Think about things that they may not have in the past even bothered to think about. And it is important getting them taking on board new ideas, seeing something from somebody else's perspective. These things matter. And it's it's tapping into the the wealth of creativity that exists beyond the West End and beyond the, yeah. the like the the main the main towns, as you say, that there is this wealth of creativity that deserves to be seen just as much as the big blockbuster titles. It does. And also it's in a way a bit depressing that the Broadway or the West End shows, they're having famous people. If you stick a famous person on a stage, everyone will book it. But that doesn't mean there isn't value to something. And all performers have to start somewhere. And so you're seeing new raw talent. And this is why it's exciting. It's varied. You never quite know what you're going to see. And in Scene Saver, we've tried to encompass that. We have work from all over the world all different genre and we launched in lockdown and that's been really interesting we launched because we wanted to give the performers a revenue stream and we thought we would ask people to be honorable so we say had you gone to the theater you would have paid for a ticket so please donate your ticket price and the honorable ones do it which is good and we can give the money to the creatives We also teamed up with the Oncom Awards because we wanted to say to people, yes, you haven't got a stage, but we'll give you a platform. So do keep on creating. And again, this is new work. It's totally different using Zoom, using your phone, but it doesn't mean it isn't good. And we're finding people are enjoying it, which is exciting. And the other thing that has really been great is the children's programmes. We are very big on a lot of the family sites and loads of children who are at home during lockdown at home for long holidays are watching us. And again, the kids who don't live in large cities, it's their first time that they are seeing theatre. The first time they're seeing magic, Punch and Judy, which is an old English tradition, and puppetry, all these things that they have never, ever encountered. And it's starting to engender a love of theatre from a very early age. Oh, that's something that it breaks my heart, but something I hadn't really thought about, that there are kids growing up in this pandemic who have not yet had the chance to see a live show and that this is going to be their introduction to theatre. And they keep watching it, which is lovely, because we use our analytics to see what's going on, because obviously we want people to enjoy it. And that's been so exciting that the children are sitting down and it's a change. Yes, they're using the computer, but it's so different to cinema because, and it's also teaching them, it's from an educational perspective that you can develop, you can change, you can see something before your eyes. A man becomes a magician. It's totally different to cinema. It's, it's exciting for them. And what I love, there's been lots of research done, especially by the National Theatre, that shows that people watching live theatre, even on a screen, have the same emotional reaction to what they're watching than the people as 
as to the people who are watching it live. So I think that's it's such a valid way to experience theatre, which leads me to my next question. I want to come back to the snobs that you mentioned earlier (laughs) that that don't believe that theatre can be on screen. So if if theatre, if we I go with the Peter Brooks idea that theatre is is an event that happens in an empty space and someone something happens and someone is watching it. How how does that change on screen for you or, or what stays the same? I think if something is good, you lose yourself in it and you get, and and again, it comes back to the fact that it is different to cinema. Because in cinema, if you have something, let's say, set during the war, they can have the extras, they can have 100,000 marching armies or what have you, but you can't do that on stage. So you have to be creative. You have to convey it. And it could be two people will create the effect of marching armies. And I think that that is what comes across when you watch it on the screen. And you do lose yourself because if the performance is good and we hope that they are, and then you will find that it is a real experience and it may not be exactly the same as live theatre but also, if you watch something and it's recorded with an audience, you have, perhaps your view is slightly restricted, but that's what happens in the theatre. So it does work. And it is good. It, has, it still has that special magic if you let yourself go with it. I mean, if you sit there looking for problems, I guess you'll find them. <laughs> but if you are prepared to say, this is the theatre, this is the show, you will go with it. Do you think we need a new name or is it a new genre? So we have cinema, we have theatre, and this is something that's kind of in between. Do you think it's, it's a, new, uh, a new genre, a new type of art? I think it's progressing because obviously technology is. And as you and I dis- have discussed, it used to be that people just filming a performance was just sticking a camera there a bit like a home movie now it's becoming more and more sophisticated but I think it will be a great shame if we lose the purity of theatre by saying we're going to adapt because then you're starting to move into cinema and that's what this isn't so you shouldn't be yes you can use projection you can use innovation and sound video but if you start to just go away from performance that's when you lose it because the best performance can be two people on an empty stage no props nothing I've seen farces with doors opening and there hasn't been anything on the stage but with absolutely brilliant performance you believe that they're opening the door they're running in and out but that's what's so brilliant but if you were to start saying right we've got theatre we've got performance and video and start putting it in. It might lose something. Yeah, so it's, it's the, the films are capturing the theatricality is what's important. Yes. Yeah, and the, uh, capturing the magic of imagination. Mm. It's, Very much so. Yeah. There's so much there. And it's interesting because two people can see the same performance and what strikes them will be totally different. Because obviously they relate to the performers, they relate to the story and their reactions 
are so different. One can say something's incredibly sad and someone else can say it's uplifting. You know, that's what's so great about it is you can let it take you where you want it to take you. Absolutely. And you mentioned earlier about uh, sharing profits with the artists. Yes. Uh, So can you explain a bit about the scene saver model that um, shows are uploaded for free? Yes. Well, basically what we wanted to do, because we're into accessibility, the idea is that we wanted to have the shows. When we started out on day one, we had no shows and no users. So in a matter of weeks and a lot of hard work, because we're just a shoestring startup, we don't have some massive corporation bankrolling us. It's just me and I have somebody, who, Lindsay, who's wonderful, who helps me with social media. And uh, we have Debbie. It's an all-female team, actually. And Debbie, who is our web developer. Basically, we've just had to slog away at it. And we wanted to get out to as many people. And by being inclusive... It wasn't a case of, well, if you've got the money, you can enjoy this. So we made a decision, this is going to be a free site. And we felt with lockdown, the performers had nowhere to perform. They weren't earning any money. And it was only right that we said to people, pay the ticket price. Because I think what people forget is that actors may not be working, but it isn't just that they've lost that money. There also is all the money they've invested in future productions And the other thing that people also forget, because I know talking to friends who aren't in the theatre world, they'll say, well, two people on the stage, it doesn't cost much. And they don't realise that when that person opens the door and they hear the noise of the street behind, that that's got to be paid for. Just the, the boring admin things, the insurance, all these things, just publicising it, having someone front of house who shows people to their seats who's doing the lighting so you can see those performers? How is it you can hear those performers? So a lot of people that I know in the world, and we put a blog on the site asking people from all over the world, what happened to you? I mean, one guy, he was sitting in an airport lounge. His luggage was on the plane. When he got a phone call, the tour through Europe is off. So he then had to go up to the gate. And you can imagine how they love this when he said, I need my case off the plane and they said it's loaded you can't have it in israel people were actually in the theater watching shows when they were told out you go we've got lockdown you've got to get out and so all over the world this was happening but people were losing not just their income but their investment and it was the fact they didn't know when it will ever return to what they expected and a lot of people have lost money. They will never get back. Yeah. Do you set a, a donation suggestion or is it just um, the kind of suggested pr- co- no, cost of a ticket? No, we ask people, well, I work on the basis that honourable people are honourable. Rotten people are rotten. <laughs> <laughs> so somebody who's got, if we, because I thought about it, and I thought if we say you get a code and can watch so many views or something, you know, people then hand their code on if they're not honourable. So, but the honourable people, they watch a performance, they enjoy it, and they think, yes, I've seen this, I haven't had to pay a ticket price, I haven't had to pay to get there, I haven't had to pay for a babysitter, whatever, you know. So they are prepared to pay. And then we give all of this money to the creatives. So that goes straight over to them. Has there been an average donation 
price? Um, I would say the sweet spot. I should say £100. So everybody I would say about £10-15 sterling is the sweet spot. It's every little bit adds up. If if everyone who's watching these shows, you know, if everyone who watched Hamilton paid more than six ninety nine or whatever it was to have a Disney subscription, it's yeah. you know the numbers do make a big difference. And we've thousands of subscribers, so of users. So obviously, if everybody's honourable, then it helps. And what we do is when they donate, they can say whether it's a general donation or to a specific performance, and it goes to the performer. That's how it works. That's extraordinary. And I, I love I love that it's also available for free so that people who financially can't afford to, would not normally be able to financially afford to go to theatre, they're still able to access it. Yes, which is what we wanted. And because we're all over the world, that also means people can see it at any time and at their convenience. And we have a lot of disabled users. And for them, they can't necessarily sit for a long performance so they can stop it and then come back to it. So that, that also is great. We've had huge feedback on that, which is why now we're making, we're trying to persuade everybody to subtitle their performances. And also we are looking at audio describing them so that they are as accessible as possible. It's just, it seems bizarre. People will spend so much effort on producing a performance and they will spend money at, on little things but it just would not occur to them. Why is it not essential that you subtitle it? Why don't you audio describe it? You're mm. lavish all this attention on things, but you don't think to do that. So we're trying to change that. We have blogs showing people how to do it. It's really quite easy. And the idea is everything will be, in the end, subtitled, audio described. That's fantastic. And I, I love the idea, possibility, too, of um, uh, sign language coming into it. Yes. Um, I know there's, there's been kind of an, an increase of awareness of how to incorporate sign language. It is a skill that I think people don't realise. It's a bit like audio describing. You don't just want to say what's happening because often the person who is speaking doesn't need the description, but somebody on stage will be reacting and it's knowing how to convey the fact that somebody's looking aghast or in horror, but you're not disrupting the flow of the performance. It's a huge skill. And uh, there are specialist people who can do it, but we're trying to say to others, look, try and learn this skill and use it for your work. Yeah, I, I love that you're making the resources available for, to, for people to learn how to do closed captioning and audio describing. I think that's really remarkable. Especially while they've got the time, because while they're at home and they're not on stage, this is the time when they can look at their work, review it, because we, we have new work, we have archived work. Ultimately, we want to be the biggest collection of off-West End fringe theatre work from all over the world. We have it in different languages. We have them in Hebrew and French, Spanish, all different languages. And we are... That, that's what we want to be. We're trying to say yes to as many people as possible. We do have a few restrictions. It has to be a full performance. We don't do trailers. We don't do excerpts. They must, it must be a full performance, a professional company. It used to be it had to be performed in a theatre, but of course now because of the lockdown pandemic, we can't say that. But it must be professional. 
And of course, anything that is um, inflammatory won't go on. So we have to, those are the restrictions. But other than that, we try to have all different things. Because if you think about the theatre in New York or in London, there are hundreds of productions. You're not going to like every single one, but there's that vast range and you pick and choose. I love that. Uh, you mentioned earlier about uh, the Oncom Awards. Yes. Can you speak a little bit more about those? Yes. Well, the idea of the Oncoms is I'm an assessor. In normal times, I'm a super assessor for the Off West End Awards, which is assessing the work in the theatres in the Off West End theatres. But the trouble is, of course, there is no theatre at the moment. And we just thought... It's terrible that people aren't creating. A lot of creatives did actually go into this morning. They were just so shocked because they couldn't believe what happened that they were stunned. So we wanted to say, look, can keep on creating. You don't have a conventional stage, but this is your opportunity. So the Oncoms are for work created this year. It's for work online rather than on a theatre and we're finding that we're getting some incredible things coming on. They're different lengths. People are using mobile phones. They're using Zoom, all manner of things. And But it has to be performance. It can't just be a play reading. It has to be where, again, you're investing in it. You're putting something in and creating something special. And you're acting. You're not just reading words. And some of the things we have are absolutely fascinating. One girl, she lost... You know, her wedding was going ahead. It, it just stopped, of course. So she's done something developing that theme. We have all different things. And they're very, very popular. And the best ones win Oncom Awards. And are the Oncom Awards ongoing? Or is, is there going to be a date that we can look out for? Well, these are the Oncoms for 2020. We hope that next year there, there will be live theatre. There should be. We're gradually starting to see it come back. But, of course, the problem is not just putting on the theatre, it's getting people to go. And in London, as it is in DC or as it is in New York, people don't want to use public transport necessarily. And so how do they get there? And if it's two hours of sitting right next to somebody, they start to worry. So it isn't just a matter of people putting on the shows, it's getting the audiences back. So you don't know what will happen for 2021. But what we could do is keep them on for online because there is a skill to recording online. What do you think makes a good film of theatre? I think, again, it's if it carries you with it and takes you to somewhere different and if it makes you think. And... I always think a really good performance is the one when at the end you just sit there motionless because it's so amazing. You're almost sorry it's over and just sit there and think, wow. And you come out and you're still thinking about it after it's over. Then you know it's got to you. It's done something to you. Absolutely. That's, that's the best of theatre, isn't it? Mm, it is. It's, it's, it's transforming. And I'm sure you think it's been going for millennia. It's going to continue it may be slightly different it may be we don't see all the wonderful big musicals just because of the costs but it will come back because the crux of it is that it's creatives who are making it 
and the clues in the word they're creative they we we want to create we that's it's exactly. our innate nature and it's human to maybe this to challenge is actually good because it stops complacency because they have got to think outside the box yep. expression but they've got to get going <laughs> it demands innovation mm. Uh, I wanted to go back to the idea of uh, resistance to filming theatre. Yes. And when we were chatting earlier, you mentioned that there were some performers who didn't want their work to be distributed online. No, and there, there are still, we have people who contact us who say, yes, we've got some footage, we would love to do it. We just have to persuade one person in the cast who is refusing to do it. And normally they manage to win them round, but it, it is some people I think fear it which is strange because if you're if you give a good performance you should be proud of it and again seeing safer showcases their work it's it only gives it a wider audience yes well which we touched on is drama students all over the world English students who think it's all about Shakespeare they can watch this work and see that it isn't. So it is important that it is available. And and also, some of the performances address issues, especially the teenage work. We have work for teenage audiences that address issues that maybe the kids can't articulate. They don't want to talk about it to their parents. But if there's or their teachers or whatever, but by watching a performance, it can help them get things in order and give them a bit of confidence. And they can also see there's another way of handling a situation, for example, online, grooming, those sorts of things. It's addressing issues and helping them to have a dialogue. Being able to be seen, like I think about, um, I wish they would release, um, everybody's talking about Jamie, they filmed it in the West End, but because of the film, they're not releasing the filmed live version. And I, I think of all the people for whom that story would, change their lives being seeing themselves on screen yes it's and so vital so what would you say to the to the people to the producers or to the actors who are resistant to put shows online what would you say to those people to change their minds i would first of all say why and then i might mention the word selfish <laughs> <laughs> but Maybe quietly, but it is a bit selfish because what you're basically saying is that only people who live nearby or have the funds or the physicality and can get babysitters and work regular hours can see the work. And why? And that's not fair. And I accept you may think that it's not exactly the same but it really is the next best thing. That's I, I love that so much. I, I want to put that on a T-shirt and <laughs> <laughs> I want to show it to every producer in the in the land. <laughs> you have more selfish in little words. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, we're coming to the end of, of this interview. Thank you so much for being here this week. It's so lovely to talk with you and so exciting and inspiring. Well, thank you for inviting me. I'm absolutely delighted. And please do tell people to come on to Scene Saver. The name is S-C-E-N-E, Scene as in theatre scene, Scene Saver. It's all free and 
we look forward to seeing them and I hope they enjoy the work as much as our users are enjoying it. Thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure. I've got, before we wrap up, I have a few quick rapid fire questions for you uh, yeah. that you can short, short answers and whatever first pops into your mind that I will be asking every guest on the show. Uh, so what is your favorite musical? I'm not sure. That's a difficult one, isn't it? <laughs> it is a um, tricky one. <laughs> I don't and I know, know you've seen a lot. Yes, there are so many wonderful ones. I feel it's a bit like children. You can't choose a favourite. <laughs> I think I would have to slightly pass on that. Maybe Parade was wonderful. Jason Robert Brown. It's not a, it's, it's, it, that's one of the ones where I went there and the whole audience sat there at the end for five minutes. Nobody moved. Parade is brilliant. But it it's is not so a happy musical, but no. it, it's superb. So Parade is up there. That's, that's one of my wish list of to be filmed. When it comes to filmed productions, do you have a favourite uh, filmed live musical? I'm not sure I do. And we have so many on Scene Saver. I don't think that's a fair question. <laughs> because <laughs> I don't want to upset anybody. All, all of the musicals currently on Scene Saver. <laughs> yes. And all the ones that are coming on on Scene Saver yes. will also be famous. <laughs> we, we touched on this earlier, but I'm, I'm going to ask it again. What should we call filmed live theatre? Well, we called it Scene Saver because that's what it is. It's theatre. It's live theatre filmed because it's, that's what it is. When It's not a different thing. It's theatre that's filmed. And as we said, as it's becoming more sophisticated, you are getting that whole theatre experience. Uh, we didn't touch on this today, but I'm, I am curious to ask, what's your stance on bootlegs? What do you mean by bootlegs? Uh, you know, they we know they exist, that people have filmed uh, theatre productions on their phones or illegally, and then they're distributed on the internet and I'm absolutely available. Them. Yeah. Absolutely against them. Because I don't think anyone has the right to take somebody else's IP. And I'm a creative. I make things in um, metal and very unusual things. And I wouldn't want someone copying my work. And I think it's wrong. You have no right. People have invested, they've created. And I will not have bootlegs on scene saver. It's not right. And I don't think anyone has the right to steal someone's work, whatever it is. You don't copy a design, You anything. You, you shouldn't do it. So I'm completely against bootlegs because... It's not theirs to do it, and that's what's wrong. And so, that's my yeah. hope with filmed live musicals, that it legitimises the company's filming because for so many reasons, that it provides access, that you can pay everybody fairly, and that it, it documents something that's ephemeral. And that's why I'm so excited about Scene Saver because it provides another platform for people to share their work legally. Yes, and I also think that because the person who has created it should have the right to actually moderate it, whereas somebody else filming it is not doing it. And the other thing is I'm, I've been horrified when I've been to performances and seen one of the audience holding an eye 
player holding something yeah. up like an <laughs> iPad and their phone and recording the whole thing. And actually, when I go to music concerts, you know, pop concerts and that, people are no longer dancing because they're holding their phones and they're desperate to capture it. And they've lost all of the enthusiasm and the energy because they're and they're missing the sensation because all they're worried about is keeping their phone straight. So, but no, I think it's absolutely wrong. No bootlegs, I'm afraid. Couldn't agree with you more. <laughs> oh, <okay>. <laughs> <laughs> what do you wish had been filmed? What theatre do you wish had been filmed? I've seen some wonderful plays that have been so exciting. There was one of the Fimbra's Ada's Shoes that was brilliant. I've seen some in DC. And what's sad is when they disappear without trace. And those are the ones that I think need to be kept because a whole new generation and new generations in the future can enjoy them and it's just gone and so it's sad that they've just disappeared and that's why we're hoping scene saver will keep them alive that's that's the idea we're not competing with theatre we're just trying to open it out to new audiences I, I love it. You were you speaking my language. <laughs> and a final question uh, going forward, what would you like to see filmed? I would like it to be standard that every theatre has every performance filmed and it should be filmed in such a way that it conveys the experience as if somebody was sitting in that theatre. And then I would like that film to be seen with several versions, the regular one, if you like, the one with subtitles, audios described and signed so that everybody can see it. And the other thing is subtitles can be in any language now so that you don't just have to have English-speaking films. This is what we've been trying to do. We have, for example, Israeli films with English subtitles. We have Spanish films. We want people to be able to see it and enjoy it because otherwise it's a little bit weird that you think only the film you, films of plays in your language is those would be any good ones of course they're not there's wonderful theatre all over the world it's such a oh that lifts my heart up it makes me feel like you know we're connected as a world and that we can access theatre in Spain or France or Australia or the UK and the US it's so exciting it's it, it makes me feel like we are humanity Okay, thank you so much. It's been so lovely to meet you today. It's lovely to meet you. Well, thank I actually you. think it's a wonderful resource because it's exactly the same thing as I'm saying. If you're stuck out somewhere and you want to film a musical, you're trying to you know, perform one, you're trying to say, look, this is how it can be done. And uh, I think it's very interesting if people contrast them. So, you know, two performances of the same musical. Mm. Oh, that's yeah. my dream is box sets. You know, I, I like, I, you know, I talk about it for, in terms of Broadway, but like, wouldn't it be amazing if I could have Hello Dolly with um, uh, Carol Channing and Bette Midler and Pearl Bailey? I, I want the full set. <laughs> yeah. So and is anyone funding you or is this just a labour of love? Labour of love. Same as yeah. me. I mean, I'm hoping we're getting festivals on board and obviously I'm trying to build it up. Yeah, but I really thought the thing was to get it out there. Just that was the thing. Once it was done, 
when I was looking through over the weekend, I was amazed how much it's grown since you've started, even in such a short time. And your the search function is really beautiful. And I loved the accessibility um, tab yeah. that you can change the size of the screen and such. I think it's amazing what everything that you're well, doing. Well, we're trying to, well, this was the thing because I had it already last year, but honestly, people say, no, I'm, I'm too busy and I don't want to do it. And uh, we don't believe it's theatre. And then, of course, you know, it's actually come back to sort of fight them. And <laughs> if I had £10 for every person who said to me, I wish I'd recorded it, I wish I'd filmed it, you know, and all their work is gone. Yeah. Nobody can see it again. And they're suddenly realising other people are earning this money and they're seeing things. And what have they got to show? Nothing. So I think it has changed things going forward. Uh, it's yeah, that's kind of been the nice thing about the pandemic is it's shifted the attitude toward what film theater is and what it can be. Yes, exactly. Well, if I get to New York or you get to London, who knows when? That's... In fact, I'm supposed to be at a wedding. I'm <laughs> oh. supposed to be at a wedding in America um, in a couple of weeks' time. But of course, now the bride is just marrying the groom in her parents' garden because no one can come. Oh, that's so, so heartbreaking. I know, but look, at least the, the, the times we're living in, as long as people stay healthy and that's the, you know, we'll, theatre will come back. You're right, but we're starting to get a few that are in the open air. But you've got so many problems now with COVID, haven't you? Yes, the I, I'm, I'm not optimistic about theatre reopening in the US, unfortunately. It's, well, it's not looking good right now. For us, it was absolutely amazing when they said no panto. Because pantomime, as you know. But the yeah. problem is that grandparents buy the tickets for their kids, for their grandchildren. And so they're old people. And you've got all these people. And the fact that I spoke to the panto organisers and they all said absolutely nothing. In fact, what I'm trying to do for scene savers is have a couple of scene saver pantomimes. So that oh, we that's wonderful. have them. And uh, sort of Christmas shows. Yeah. So, uh, but that will be good if we can get it. That's been yeah. something fun uh, that I've come across is a lot of pantomimes have been, and some shows have been streaming into hospitals and um, hospice care kind of places and children's hospitals as yeah. a way of uh, oh, that's um, interesting. accessing we haven't audiences. done that in the UK, but maybe that's something it's, like That's it. in the UK. They're, they're UK productions that are doing that. Yes. Um, Stratford East, the, um, they did Tommy and it was streamed into aged care facilities. Yeah. And there's been a few pantos that have streamed. Um, I'm blanking on which ones, but they were streamed into like yes. the well, St. Children's and Ormond. I know Stratford did one. A friend of mine recorded it because my background is actually films as well. But uh, no, that would be interesting. To, so I'm hoping we're going to get a, a panto, to at least two pantomimes. That's the idea. It's tradition. Yeah. It's 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 not Christmas unless there's a panto. <laughs> exactly. And we've got, and it will be a Christmas panto, not a season. Oh, yeah. And we've also got a big, um, it's called Thrive. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's a disabled festival. And we've got that coming on in December. So that should be good. Oh, that's so, awesome. How exciting. Yeah. I, I can't wait to see. Thank you so much for your time today. It was, I really, really enjoyed chatting with you. I've enjoyed it. Nice to be the kindred spirit. Take care. <laughs> All right. Have Enjoy a good day. Bye. Bye. You too. 
Filmed Live Musicals is a labor of love, and we'd love to thank everyone who makes it possible. Thank you to star patrons Mercedes Esteban, Jesse Rabinowitz and Brenda Goodman, David and Catherine Rabinowitz, and Beck Twist for your support. If you'd like to support Filmed Live Musicals, please like and review the podcast or find us on Twitter at Musicals on Screen and on Facebook at Filmed Live Musicals. If you'd like to support the site financially, you can find us at patreon.com forward slash musicals on screen. $5 patrons receive early access to written content, and $10 patrons also receive early access to this very podcast. Visit www.filmedlivemusicals.com to learn more. Thanks for listening.